Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Mike White has taken the reins in the Big Apple, and Zach Wilson is officially expendable. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Mayor of Maction, and I'd like to welcome Western Kentucky to the conference so we can now claim Mike White and Bailey Zappi. And with me as always is AJ, Meyer and Mills Mafia Marchese. I'm so sick of Davis Mills. What about Urban Meyer? You're not sick of him? I'm so sick of Urban Meyer. I don't want to do this this show. If you, it's that's on you. I love Davis Mills. Uh, today we're breaking down the best and worst rookies from Week Eight in the NFL. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas. Gonna set my draft. Gonna set my draft on fire. Seven. Seven. Seven, seven, seven rounds in heaven with my lady driving out to Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood? Lineman, the home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the 7,000 plus early adopters to have, who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account, and when you deposit, make sure you use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. Maction is here and it's not going away until December and then bowl season's here. And all I can tell you about those two things is I'll be doing Spotify green rooms constantly on the live audio only sports talk platform because if i'm not there to break down daniel richardson our thick king at quarterback for central michigan then who will be probably other people because the maction is the greatest thing and everyone has spotify green room because it's free to download and to use it's the best place to get in on the conversations that you listen to every day share your own experiences and takes on the app 
All you have to do, download the Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group, and be notified when rooms go live. Um, what AJ, bowl are you most excited for, for Rob? Uh, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Who, who, who you got uh, in that game? Just give us a little uh, Let's keep Coastal home this year. I like it. Coastal and uh, let's get uh, let's get Central Michigan there, just because uh, I think Daniel Richardson he hasn't got he's from Florida he's playing in the Midwest he hasn't been close to home in a while is Myrtle Beach Florida no but it's close it feels like it it feels it does, like Florida it, it does feel like it's, it's I've always said Myrtle Beach it's a slice of Florida outside of Florida yeah you've said that like honestly too much um if that was the matchup they they got to rename the bowl for you I think the Robbie Paul Bowl. Wow, thank you for saying that. Jeez, I didn't, I didn't know you thought that way about me. Only if that's the matchup. I mean, I don't, I don't think highly of you. Thank you so much for saying those You're kind welcome. words. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Florida, let's get into the NFL Week 8 rookie rundown with the quarterbacks. Um, you had Trevor Lawrence. You had him against your favorite team, the Seattle Seawolves. And uh, what'd you think? Yeah, speaking of uh, kind words... I don't got a lot of them, Rob. And uh, I think it's going to start with um, saying you alluded to it earlier. The The Jacksonville Jaguars are uh, are the worst coached team in football, I think. They're so poorly coached. Hard disagree. <laughs> Who do you got? It's the worst. Um, the uh... I said football, so it could be any, any team in the world that plays football. Probably Georgia Southern because they hired Clay Elton. <laughs> like the earliest yeah. coaching hire. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about today. Sorry. Um, you know who would be a great coach at Georgia Southern and nowhere else? Urban Meyer because uh, he's not cut out for the NFL, man. There's just a litany of flags, Rob. It was mainly on defense. Like just they're not organized. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Terrible, terrible work. But uh, offense, offense have plenty of flags of their own just – Delay of games, false stars. It, it's bad. Um, and this was such – you know I mentioned Davis Mills last week. It was just like a nothing performance, like he wasn't even on the field. It's kind of like the same thing with Trevor Lawrence, except he had 54 attempts, but like it, it never felt like it. It was all in garbage time, 238 yards. Uh, I think it was all in garbage time. Uh, touchdown and a pick. The touchdown was in garbage time. <laughs> but anyways, uh, the, the interception. Uh, Tavon Austin, he ran across. He wrote – he broke more to the corner than to the sideline. And then Lawrence kind of just put it under and, and Diggs just picked it off so easily. Um, ugly, ugly, ugly looking interception, um, head scratcher. But I do think it was just on Austin though. Cause I think it would have been a catch if he just broke it hard to the sideline instead of drifting upfield like he did. Um, Trevor Lawrence had a batted ball problem in this game. The Jaguars had a, had a pressure problem in this game. And that's the same much because the Seahawks have not been able to get home on on many teams this year. Um, It was a lot of nothing, just absolutely nothing except for bad play uh, until the fourth quarter when we got a little bit from him. I think the best throw of the day, uh, probably probably a couple nice throws. Third and 16 in the fourth. uh, He got blown up, like I mentioned, pressured by Darrell Taylor. He's back, baby. Um, Absolutely hit Marvin Jones. Straight up a laser. Square in the hands. Uh, He drops it. Another sweet throw, rolling to the left, hit Agnew like like three yards uh, downfield. Uh, no, sorry, like thirty yards downfield. Back shoulder, double coverage, uh, right in the chest. He dropped it. 
end of the game. Like on the last drive, he rips a ball over Trey Brown in front of Diggs down inside the five yard line uh, to the sideline to Tyron Johnson. Uh, Dig hits Johnson and he drops it. Other than that, it, it's just a lot of checking the ball down, man. And the touchdown is fourth and five, end of game. Felt the pressure, stepped up, ripped it to Agnew to avoid the shutout. The Jaguars, so so annoying. It's Halloween night. I'm trying to just stop watching this fucking terrible football game to go go hand out candy. And the Jaguars just wouldn't die. The last, like, two minutes of the game was, like, half an hour, and it was all nothingness. And they still, like, I don't know. At some point, Urban Meyer just give up. Like, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I'll break I'll break down, the like, the fucking, like, he, he, 11 of his attempts was behind the, the line of scrimmage. that And 70 of his yards came there, 11 for 11 there. Uh, another 22 of his attempts were between one and nine yards. Dan Arnold was the leading receiver. It was just dump down, dump off after dump off to Dan Arnold. Uh, he was three of seven, 10 to 19 yards for 32 yards. And he's over four, uh, throwing deep. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So just absolutely nothing, man. It was just, it was just brutal. It was so nothing rob it was it was bad i just super super un uh unentertaining and not a great performance overall and yeah i don't know that Jaguars gotta get rid of urban meyer that's that's kind of it um how worried are you about trevor lawrence based on this game not i don't know like it's just like so so it's it's a lot of the same that we've been saying it's like there there's enough glimmer of hope in his play that you're not worried about him, it, you just have to make a, a decision with this coaching staffing to yeah. get this thing going in the right direction. I, I mentioned three sweet throws he made, and all three were dropped. Like, he's just... The offensive line's not playing well. Oh, I, I forgot to mention, James Robinson got went out early, and from there on, they were lost. Uh, Robinson's the best player on the team. He always has been. <laughs> but, but the, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I don't, I don't have any faith in the direction of this. Um, staff or office, I think. Like, I think it's just, I it does, like a terrible game. But like, I don't know. I, I it's not like Lawrence was throwing pick after pick. It was just he right. was getting pressured and dumping the ball off, and it was boring. In drops in drops. the fourth quarter, as you said, and just terrible game management overall. Yeah, yeah. I, what it, urban multiple twelve men on the field situations? Yeah, that was on defense. Yeah, hilarious, hilarious. Well, um, it is the home of the twelfth man, Rob. Never forget that. Unlucky for Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson uh, didn't play this week, and so Lawrence might have been the worst rookie quarterback. Uh, Trey Lance also didn't play this week, but Justin Fields did, and Justin Fields, with head coach Matt Nagy not there to call plays, <laughs> out of the game due to COVID protocol. Justin Fields has his best game of the year. I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, a worry for Chicago. I, I feel like if you're a Bears fan, you look at it as maybe ownership will understand now that Nagy is a problem. No, no, no. Nagy's going to come in and say, I had so much hand in the game planning. You know, I just had, had more time at home with the kids. It just helped me, and I got to game plan, blah, 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 mm. So Fields finished with 175 <laughs> passing and a touchdown, uh, threw a pick, had 10 carries for 103 and another touchdown, completed 70% of his throws. Um, the interception came with under two minutes. They were they were down eleven. And it was just the the uh, empty empty set out of the gun. He just kind of hucked it deep to Mooney, and it was a little underthrown. Went off Mooney's hands and was picked by the by DB. Like not a, not a big big deal. Whatever. Um, 
But positives, one, play calling was way better. There was way more use of play action pass, way more use of rolling him out. Like they had like not rolled him out ever is how I had fe- I've watched most of the Justin Fields games and it's so rare that they roll him out. They were rolling him out consistently. Uh, there was also a lot of plays out of the gun. Uh, and, and something I really liked to see was they used the threat of his legs on run plays to Herbert. Um, even they though finally they, figured that out, like yeah, they, they, I think only one time did Fields actually pull it and go. Wow, Central Michigan punt return touchdown. Uh, Kent State only, scored a touchdown as well at the same time. Wow, Maction's crazy tonight. <laughs> it is uh, good. But oh, I think only one time he actually pulled it and ran. But just using his legs as a threat opened things up a bit for Khalil Herbert. Um, the goat, yeah. It it was a lot of like gun read action on like inside zone plays, just like making it look like they were gonna run the read option was enough to help and take a defender out of the play. Um, and then, of of yeah, I think only one of his ten carries was on his actual design. He did a really good job tucking the ball and using his legs when space allowed for it, and, and he was doing that rather than trying to force throws into conflict areas. And I thought he did a good job avoiding conflict throws. Um, and, and just kind of taking what he what was given to him on early downs, um, just to look for negatives. Uh, he still m- can miss high at times. He put he, he struggles to put touch on the ball at times. It comes mm-hmm. out too hot sometimes. He missed Allen Robinson I think twice, kind of going high and hot. Um, and he can also get a little too comfortable at times with the rush coming down on him. Uh, and he kind of needs to still learn to play another down and just like throw it away. But those those problems missing high and, and getting rid of the ball, those were way less of an issue in this game than previous. Uh, on the opening drive, he had a third and seven completion of Mooney on a curl for a first down to the gun with a huge rush coming down on him. That that drive ended a field goal. I just thought that throw in particular stood out. The next drive, a uh, third and four completion to Mooney uh, on a hook over the middle at an empty gun. And the very next play, play action, he hits Komet on a leak over the middle. Then a third and one scramble for a first down off play action when he rolled to his left. Then a three-step drop quick out to commit for a first down. Play action rolls to the left, lays it out in front of the DB. Under, there was a DB underneath Jesse James, and he laid it out in front of James where the DB couldn't get it, and James made a great grab for a touchdown. He still loves throwing to these tight ends, though. How much, how much Jesper Horsad was there? Uh, zero. It's all Jesse James oh, and today. That drive, though, I think is the best drive Justin Fields has had in the NFL. Uh, there was like multiple big money throws, great decision making, used his legs when he needed to. Um, and the very next drive, they ended a field goal as well. Uh, he found a th- on a third and eight, he hit Allen Robinson underneath for a first down. Third and three, rolls to, uh, rolls right out of the gun, hits Mooney on a speed out at the sideline. Um, and then on a play action, rolling right, he saw a ton of space and he took it for, for a big run that set up the field goal. And it's just using these play action rollouts was allowing him to either find guys coming open in space, making the throws easier or allowing him to just tuck it and go. Like he is a fantastic athlete and we barely seen him run. And I'm not like saying tons and tons of designed runs, but play calling like this allows for the run to, to open up and him to yeah. take it. If it's there, uh, yeah. oh, opening through the second half play action rolls left, layers a ball perfectly to Jesse James on a crossing route. Then I had a huge scramble for first down. Then a third and 13 rips a tight window, throw it a good one on a post for a first down, uh, that drive ended in a field goal. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, third and one zone read, hold D bites. It's the first time he pulled. 
huge run, followed by a first down throw on first and 16 where he ripped a deep uh, stop route to Mooney. Later on fourth and one, they run jet action to coming right, and they roll him, or coming left, they roll him right. A, A free blitzer comes at him. He breaks the tackle, reverses field, cuts up, Jogs in for a touchdown run that was incredible. They missed the play, the PAT, uh, so it was twenty three twenty. They were down twenty three twenty two. Then the forty nine ers scored. But overall, fan, I thought fantastic game. Very little to point out, and like he, he made up for some poor offensive line play at times. Um, the defense was terrible, uh, but he clearly has good chemistry with Darnell Mooney in these tight ends. Allen Robinson and him don't get a lot going, but yeah, yeah no, I was really impressed with this. I think this is the one of the best rookie quarterback performances of the year. It was kind of fun watching him go tit for tat with Jimmy G, who also ran the ball quite a lot, or at least the touchdown runs. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, moving on, if you're ready to uh, the Davis Mills experience, which is always a fascinating thing. Uh, first of all, I'm going to paint the picture by giving you the stats, which do not paint the picture. He's 29 to 38. Okay, it's like, all right, he's slinging the ball around. 310 yards, two touchdowns, interception. Uh, statistically, that doesn't look bad. Uh, but a large, large majority of this came in uh, absolute garbage time. Rob, I got double garbage time this this this, this week. Um, like, really, the first half was, like, nothing. Like, at halftime, um, he was 9-12, 88 yards, interception, and the game was 24 to nothing. Um, the interception was third down. Rolls left, uh, throws a right to Ernest Jones, who I'll mention later, who just read his eyes, easy play, uh, terrible, terrible, terrible throw. Um, only throws of like any mention. He had a solid uh, throw on a PA crosser to, to Nico Collins. He's open, but he's got like, uh, I mentioned this a couple times, he throws with like, this neat like little touch kind of like teardroppy throw, and he does it a lot, and he dropped it in there for like 20 yards, um, got sacked the next set of downs they punted. Uh, <laughs> then he actually did throw another interception, uh, trying to throw the ball away. It was a sick play by uh, Dion, uh, the hard knocks guy from last year, I think it was. Got called back with an illegal hands to the face, but really threw another interception. And it's halftime, all right? Like I said, 24 nothing. He has 88 yards passing um, into the third quarter. The Rams just cranked up the pressure. It was a lot of pressure. felt like every time he dropped back, he had someone in his face. Every drive ended with a sack. The third quarter may have well as not happened for the for the Texans offense. Because uh, at the end of it, he had two, two more yards than he did at halftime. And he was 11 of 15. And it was 38 to nothing for the Rams. All right. Fourth quarter, they come out, still kind of just started to run short routes. Like, get the balls out of hand, uh, Mills' hand immediately, kind of counteract that pressure. Dump offs. Like, classic garbage time yardage stuff. But then, like, the interesting plays started to happen. And, and, and like... He made a really nifty play. Like he ran like to the left and then to the right and then back to the left and found more like just right at the sticks on the sideline. And he, like it's another one of those like sailing touch throws that you can do that are pretty uh, pretty. That was the first touchdown drive. Burkhead just kind of punched in after that. And at this point, we're, all, we're already into John Wolford time, and he had like a hundred. Think of it. He finished with the three hundred ten yards. He had one hundred thirty yards when John Wolford came in, but a couple more checkdowns. Another nice lofting throw where this time it was deep. Wide open, Brandon Cooks, uh, out and up, touchdown, uh, 40-some-odd yards. Got Brandon Cooks the revenge factor a little bit. And then and then the kick on side, and Bobby Trees fucked it up. They got the ball back. They got a little bit a little bit of momentum going. The game's already well at hand. 
but another nice throw. Rolling left. Slings it to Chris Conley. Uh, like 15 yards down the field. He had to make like a nice over-the-head catch, but it was right on the money. Tight spiral. Again, that tough such uh, that, that soft touch, but like good velocity on it. I like those throws he made. And then, uh, guess what? Another rookie shows up. Touchdown to Brevin Jordan. Uh, I'll mention him later, too, because it was... Worth matching him, it was fun to see. Uh, seam route, just you know, right up the seam, the classic 10 yards out, lofts it up to him, and Jordan pulls it down while, while getting hit. Um, they went for two on that one, and he just rolled out and kept it, and he got the two point conversion. <laughs> and then they got the stop, they got the ball back inside their own five. Uh, hit Brevin Jordan again on a really sweet lofting ball, uh, made a really nice contested grab. Jordan did. Uh, made a really sick throw on the move. Uh, this is like they move the ball down a little bit. The, the clock's running out. Really sick throw. Um, rolling right, back across his body, between two defenders to, to Jordan Akins. And then the clock was running. Last play of the game, he kind of just chucked it up incomplete. Um, but I don't know why they didn't even try earlier in the game. They, they waited until like 10 minutes left in the game to do anything. Like it really felt like they didn't try to win this game in the first three quarters. Um, and yeah, the Rams had a lot of backups in. Uh, I'm not saying the Texans were like, oh my god, they're about to win the game. It was never like that, but they showed some life in them, and it doesn't make any sense. And like, Dante Dion, who I mentioned earlier, had the interception that didn't stand. He played the whole game for the Rams. Like, the Rams, like, from the start, kind of mixed in the backups. So, it wasn't That's like... hilarious. It wasn't like this was the vaunted Rams deep... Like, uh, it looks like Dion's going to play a lot going forward, actually, by the way. He wasn't very good, but... Um, they could have went after him, and I don't know what they were doing. So overall, terrible, terrible, terrible first three quarters. But like a lot of neat throws garbage in the time fourth. King. Yep. time king. He's it was fun at times. But like his garbage time was so much more impressive than Trevor Lawrence's. Davis Mills going to be a ten-year backup. Do you think Terod Taylor takes back the starting job? Yeah, I do. It sounds I like do it. Too. I do. But too. I think he should too because he is. He was playing really well before he got hurt. But what's the point? Like, I think he, he I is get that take, the better quarterback. But D- David Cully is probably getting fired after this year anyway. Try and win some games, David. It's not fair. But, yeah, that is that is. No, it, it isn't fair. The whole thing's ridiculous, but it is what it is. Uh, but, hey, one more rookie quarterback. I had Mac Jones, uh, who went in and beat the Chargers. He beat the Chargers. Um, it's kind of funny. You're sitting there. You're watching it. You're not really thinking – my, Justin Herbert had, I think, one of maybe the worst game I've ever mm. seen him play in the NFL. Um, but you're kind of sitting there, and it's Mac Jones isn't doing anything too spectacular, but he's not doing anything to lose. Next thing you know, the Patriots upset the Chargers. Um, you look at the stats, they're not going to blow you away. Threw for 218, completed just over 50% of his throws, uh, 6.2 a pop, but very few mistakes. Um, some things of note. First quarter of the gun, he la- this was the best, maybe the best throw I've seen him make in the NFL. First quarter out of the gun, lays a perfect ball uh, out in front of Nelson Aguilar, 40-plus air yards, right into his hands with a cornerback trailing and the safety over top. It was a really, really hard throw to make, and it was it was perfect. Um, that, that led to a score. Uh, he utilized his legs slightly more. In the second quarter, he had a third and four scramble for a first, which was nice. In the third quarter, there was a play-action drop where he put the ball perfect spot on an in-breaking route to Nikhil Harry about 15 yards downfield. It's actually the play Asante Samuel Jr. got hurt mm-hmm. on. Uh, third quarter on third and eight out of the gun, he had a nice ball, 12 yards-ish uh, to Jacoby Myers on an in-breaking route in front of the safety. 
Um, their two-point conversion that made it 24-17 uh, was a play action quick into Myers where he layered it over the safety really well. Uh, but overall, lots of dumps inside five yards, a few throws bet- behind the sticks on third down. He's just not a very aggressive quarterback, but he's a safe quarterback. Like He looks good using the tight ends on play action passes a lot. He had a big completion to Hunter Henry who came really open on a play action pass. Um, he's clearly very comfortable out of the gun and on play action drops. And Josh McDaniels is doing a really good job calling plays that he is good at yeah um but the ball really doesn't pop out of his hands but he makes up for it with really consistent placement at, at um the short to intermediate level pimpleton again sorry central michigan just tied it up pimpleton is the man um the <laughs> sorry uh and he makes decisions quick and he gets the ball yep. out quick yep. which is all they really need right now it's like the old school patriots where it's, he's Tom Brady, yeah. Yeah, he's Tom Brady. It's they're like they're playing pretty good defense right now. They're running the ball pretty well. The offensive line's holding up. Um, they don't have a ton of dynamic pass catchers per se. Yeah, they're like that, a bootleg version of the early yeah, Patriots. Yeah, like a poor man's uh, yeah. version for sure. And like I don't know, like it's hard to criticize Mac Jones. Like I'm, I watched this game and I didn't like. I'm not super excited about him or anything, but I watch it and it's like he's yeah, he looks like an NFL starting quarterback. Do I mm-hmm. think he's it's kind of the same conversation with him every week though, right? Yeah, it's I think you said like you could have copied and pasted my notes from last week and said yeah. it again this week. Yeah, like he's doing what he needs to do to win football games. Um You think they're gonna make the playoffs? No. You think there's gonna become a point down the line where that defense because the defense they're playing well but they're not that great yeah it's like a lot of i don't know it's a lot of big the defense seems very reliant on certain players making splash plays when they need it like a matt judon or a, a, a jc jackson um but yeah i don't know they're they're i think they're very much a middle of the pack team and i i don't know if mac jones gets into a shootout where the elite quarterback on the other side doesn't have the worst game of his career i don't know what happens (laughs) and like yeah of course tip of the cap to uh bill belichick because he's been giving young quarterback fits for eternity now approximately like forever right so Mm -hmm. uh but yeah let's see when they get you know the the bills like and it's you know december and Mm -hmm. josh uh, they got monday night december 6th patriots in buffalo the snow is going to be coming down that game. I, I guarantee it. You know what I mean? Josh Allen's built for the snow. Let's let's see what Mac Jones can do. Bama boy. Um, who's your rookie of the week? Do you I don't have, have one. Did you have, I do I not have say, an officer rookie of the week. I was going to say did because I ended up with more <laughs> options. I like I had I I, I was I, I could have picked Justin Fields. I didn't want to just because I wanted to yeah talk about somebody else. But um like I I, I think. I could have picked Justin Fields. I, I'm happy with who I did pick. And I had a couple other guys who were like... Sick flex. Who had, like, not amazing games, but good games. Okay, uh, Here, here's what we can do, because I didn't pick one. I didn't think anyone deserved it. Uh, you can ask me about any officer rookie you want in my games, and I'll tell you how uh, well, irrelevant say, they were. Yeah. It's, fun, it's funny that uh, after last week where I had Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts both go off, this week neither went off. Yeah. And I had Pitts, and I'll mention him later. I have to because he doesn't do anything when I get him. Uh, so, yeah, don't mention Pitts. Uh, anyone else that you just want to know why they were irrelevant. 
Uh, Devontae Smith, yeah, I think he had one catch. The Eagles just didn't throw the ball. They had like 100 yards passing, They but they had like 236 yards rushing. Um, I don't know who else. The quarterbacks. It's funny that we've never had, like this rookie class has been, you know, so great. We had never had one of them for Officer Rookie of the Week. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, you may not have had any clear Rookie of the Weeks. I had uh, maybe the best running back performance of the year among rookies. And not from the running back the 49ers drafted uh, on day two of the draft. Mm -hmm. So that's terrific. Um, Elijah Mitchell, once again, justifying not taking running backs until day three. Ran for 137 yards and a touchdown against the Bears. His running ability, I thought, opened up. So they got down pretty quick, pretty, like, not into a huge hole. But the, the offense wasn't doing a whole lot. He looked okay, um, but they got down. It was a lot of Debo Samuel. They got back into it, and it was they rode Elijah Mitchell. Uh, he put the game away late, too, with two huge runs. He just does such a good job getting north-south and breaking tackles. He looks like what Trey Sermon was supposed to look like. Um, and he does such a great job in that Shanahan scheme of when the cutback lane's there, he hits it, and he's picking up 7, he's picking up 10, he's picking up 30. It was just, I, I think, I, I don't think Trey Sermon has the same vision that Elijah Mitchell seems yeah. to have, and that's the big difference here. Because realistically, they're built similarly. They're both like a little bit kind of high cut guys, but um, they're, they 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 kind of run physically, uh, and I, I truly think the only real difference that you'll notice uh, at least at the NFL level is that Mitchell just sees the lane and he hits it like Sermon doesn't seem to see these things and that's been the killer um and the other thing is Mitchell just get like again he gets north south south immediately yeah. he's a he's a smaller Alfred Morris for them and I know I totally agree and like Sermon just hasn't been you know breaking the tackles like we saw down the stretch no. last year at Ohio State yeah, Mitchell's breaking consistently breaking yeah. arm tackles. Yeah, he's just um, a slasher. No, he totally is. Yeah, no, he like I don't see us in like Jermichael Hasty is clearly number two right now. Like I don't see a situation where Elijah like Elijah Mitchell is going to be their starting running back going forward. Like clearly, uh, it's still the 49ers and Shannon. They'll probably do something weird, but I I don't think it's going to be Trey Sermon. I agree with you. No, exactly. <laughs> Uh, he just needs a transfer like he did uh, in college. Smart. Uh, that's a that's a good decision. Do we have the same defensive player for rookie of the week, Mike no. Parsons? No, we're not. Because I, I knew I had him. For, I put him for um, primetime star. He okay. really is the my defensive player of the week. But, but I you just want to, yeah, yeah. I want to change okay. it up. Go ahead. Let's, he, let's talk he, Parsons. So he was unbelievable against the Vikings. He was going sideline to sideline. Yeah. He 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 ended up with eleven tackles, four TFLs, and a QB hit. Um, he just kept like he he would come he'd shoot a gap come backside tackle tackle uh, Dalvin Cook from behind he 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 was making plays out in the flats against Dalvin Cook in fucking yeah. it was ridiculous like every time they threw the ball out wide to the running back it was Madison and Cook he was there when the ball got there yeah like his play speed is unbelievable he yeah. I think th this is like he's been awesome this year this is his best game as a pro so far yeah agreed and. They, they, you know, he got a couple of pressures too. It's yep. smart when they just mix his usage up, and it felt like 
whatever they, you know, whatever position he was in in this game was the right position for him to, like, you know, like, they use him pretty much perfectly. And, uh, yeah, he was he was so good. And he really is my defensive rookie of the week, but I, I didn't think anyone else was even close to primetime star, and I wanted to give, like, a weird a weird shout-out to, to defensive rookie of the week, if I may. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I give it to Ernest Jones, who I already mentioned, who had the, the interception yeah, against yeah. Davis Mills, and it was a really good play. Um, and, like... <laughs> He looked really solid in coverage, and that Texans dump off attack was such a, like, like just such a good situation for him to get his first start, and he was pretty great. Um, just kind of always around the ball when they did their, you know, their three yard and fall rushing attack, and he's had <laughs> nine tackles. Uh, he blitzed a few times too. Uh, got around the quarterback, split a sack with with uh, Leonard Floyd. Um, like I said earlier, great interception. Just dropped into coverage. Red Mills eyes saw him rolled left, kind of mirrored him. And uh, it was just under the throw. And beautiful play. Uh, total nine yards on uh, three targets. He only he only gave up one catch. And he made that uh, one catch into a quick tackle short of the sticks. Um, stepping up like this for Ernest Jones after trading Young, uh, really impressive. And it was the Texans. It was kind of like the perfect get-your-feet-wet-in-the-NFL game. Uh, but they let him roll. They played him the whole game. And uh, really, really promising to see. So, like, yeah, Parsons, real defensive rookie of the week. But giving that type of performance for a guy that um, – I don't know, kind of out of nowhere. He's really my top out of nowhere guy too, but uh, really impressive. AJ, I didn't want to interrupt you while you did that, but you know how earlier I said Khalil Pimpleton had a punt return touchdown? Did he do it again? And then he caught a touchdown, and he just had another punt return touchdown. Holy shit. And this one was just before halftime, and it was like 90-something yards. Holy fuck. It took everything for me not to interrupt you. It's 21-17, Northern Illinois over Kent State, but this is a really good game, too. Maxion's just, you know, it's just the best. They cranked it up the first two weeks. It's like it's like every time you're like, ah, oh, the Mac doesn't look that good, you know, they're kind of wishy-washy, but it's wide open, and then they just crank these games up. Because anyone can win, like, any game. It's pretty wild. It's it's the best. Um, so, was Ernest Jones a good pick? Uh, it looks like it. It looks like it. And, like, for a guy that we thought... Uh, couldn't cover. He looked really good covering. Love to hear it. Linebackers are paying off. <laughs> I mean, it was a need. Uh, I don't think either of us like to pick in the least, but looked good so far. We'll see when he, he gets extended playing time, but I thought he deserved... Oh, Dustin Crum! Oh, Dustin Crum! Big run, touchdown. He broke a couple touchdowns, uh, tackles. Anyways, <laughs> what a game. Um, yeah, no, I think I think he's, he's panned out so far, but let's see when he gets extended playing time. Um, okay. Worst rookie. We talked some linebackers. I'm going back to the linebacker well. It's a lot of linebacker talk today. Jamin Davis. Mm-mm. He, so he ended up, like, he started. He played 79% of the snaps. And he, I, like, just, irrelevant would be nice to say. Like, he was a net negative on the field. He just, he looked so out of place. Um, both against the run and in coverage, he just didn't seem like he knew where to be ever. He, he, yeah, he was just like taking himself out of place constantly. Mm -hmm. He ended up with just two tackles against the Broncos and like, yeah, the, the passing game took advantage of him. Uh, and I don't know. I don't, I I don't know what you you do. I guess you just play him through it because yeah, your defense stinks anyway and he's got to learn somehow, but yeah, it was a really tough outing for Jamin Davis. Uh, I do think they need to play. Like, it was the same as last week, it sounds like. 
and they don't really have a choice. Just let him find his foot. Do you look good against the run at all this week, at least? Or? No. Okay, great. So he's regressing. Good. Yes. Um, Who, who's your worst? Yeah, I'm going – so I, I called him – I predicted him as the primetime star this week. Uh, and while he did have a huge impact on the game Thursday night, uh, like a star does, it was not a positive one in the least. Kind of an underwhelming performance too. Rondale Moore, who um, – if you just look at his at the box score, three catches, twenty four yards, two carries, one yard, uh, two kick returns, twenty four yard average, three punt returns, four point seven yards. Just looking at that, uh, didn't have an impactful game on ten touches. But then you add in that he had that really, really, really dumb muffed punt, uh, go off his fingers. Didn't even attempt to get on top of it. I don't know if he was just trying to sell it that he never touched it, but like, he knew he did. So why not go get the fucking ball? Yeah, I thought that was, th- I truly believed he didn't touch it because of the way he reacted. He got you, but he couldn't get the Rogers eyes on the field. Um, and then, and then started the third quarter, had the interception go off his hands. Kyler did not make that easy on him. Uh, but still that was something that he had to, uh, he had to like, maybe not bring down, but not fucking, Flip up and it was an instant red zone play for the for the Packers. Big disappointment. They lost the game. You could probably pinpoint those two plays too. Um, and now Aaron Rodgers is is a bitch. Love to hear it. <laughs> you don't um, love to hear Rondale struggling. <laughs> um. Yeah. Fuck Purdue. Okay. I'm a matching guy. You're right. You're right. Imagine Ball, per- Ball State's the only Indiana school for me. Purdue has the most matching vibe of any. Big Ten school, though, right? Uh, yes. Okay. I'm glad you agreed. Uh, okay, you mentioned Parsons as your primetime star. Any Anything mm-hmm. else you want to add about him? Uh, no, I think we, we, we covered him there. Uh, uh, my, my own, uh, sorry, my only question to you is, is uh, I just happened to see the odds for Defensive Rookie of the Year today, and Jamin Davis was, like, fourth in them. You still get – I saw that the other day, too. I don't – I think they're just – they're not updating is, the odds. Is is Michael Parsons running away with it at this point? Uh, yeah. yeah. Would who would like is Patrick Sertan second? Az- Aziz Ojolari is in that conversation. I would say. Is uh, it kind Sertan. Of those three? Am I missing anyone in my head? Uh, away, I guess. Still in the conversation. Oh, yeah. Um, Sertan, yeah, but like, it'd be really hard for him to win. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Big time. Especially because it's not like splash plays. It's just great play. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if he starts racking in the pick sixes and he has a, a digs level performance, pfft, bad again. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, my my prime time stars, I just wanted to mention, because I didn't want to put Parsons again. Obviously, it's him. It's, it's Yeah. But uh, I, I put Creed Humphrey and Royce Newman, just two rookie offensive linemen who I think picks. played pretty solid games. They did, yeah. Uh, Creed Humphrey against the Giants on Monday night, Royce Newman – against the Cardinals on Thursday night. Um I thought I thought that that was probably Newman's best game he's played. Yep, totally agree. That um it wasn't like flashy flashy or anything, but just held up in pass protection, did a good job moving the moving the uh pile in the run game. Yeah. Uh, and Creed, Creed Humphrey, I thought did a really good job against um one of the heftier interior defensive <laughs> lines in the NFL. Humphrey's good, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know really how they good. they let him fall to the Chiefs. I mean it's not helping them right now, but he is. Imagine how much worse they'd be off if they didn't have him. Yeah. Uh, underwhelming performances. I'll just jump right into – you already mentioned Rondale Moore. Uh, I put yeah. him here too. It was just – especially in primetime, I was hoping for a fun, fun game. 
struggled. Uh, Jamar Chase. It was his worst game I think I've seen, but it's because he set the bar so high. Like he had eight targets, three catches, thirty-two yards, and touchdown, uh, plus a nine-yard rush, which was a cool play. But um, he also had two drops. One was on a batted ball, so that's a tough to blame him on. The other though was a third and goal play that would have been a touchdown. He dropped it. That in the hundred percent should have had it. Uh, and then they went for it on fourth and goal and didn't get any points. So that could have been the difference in this game. Um, I, I just thought he has to have that touchdown. Um, but he, he did, he did. The Jets did a shockingly good job on him. The Jets are sick. What do you want, man? Good point. Uh, also Christian Darasaw, I put here too. I thought, I thought it wasn't, I was excited to see him. And I thought he, he was very underwhelming. Um, he had his moments, but then it, later in the game, yeah, he kind of... Uh, he struggled in the second half, I yeah, thought, in particular. Yeah, yeah I uh, Yeah, the, fir- the first half, it was more of just a, like, quiet in a good way. Yeah. Second half, I thought he struggled more in pass protection. I thought, yeah, Randy Gregory beat him a couple times. I thought he, he kind of looked sloppy trying to work to the second level at times. Yeah, agreed. Um, so, yeah, you put Chase, I have to put Cal Pitts. Uh, I finally get my hands on him again, and... Uh, Two catches, 13 yards, six targets, sick. Uh, <laughs> the first target, Ryan kind of just gave him a chance on the sideline and, and into doubled coverage. Like, by mo- by no means was it like, oh, you got to catch that, Kyle. But uh, it was a tough play, and he he, he dropped it. I feel like he could have made it happen, you know what I mean? It's like, you're Kyle Pitts. Um, drew a pass interference a little later than that, but it was soft. Probably shouldn't have even got the call. Uh, first catch was like 10 yards, caught it in traffic. It had a little bit of yak, got the first. Uh, nothing to really get excited about. Um, you know, if that was like the start of the game and like, all right, get things going, then maybe. But it didn't get better from there because he only had one of the catch, which was just a quick, short, very short out route, short of the sticks on third down. It was short and short of the sticks, brought up a fourth down. Uh, nothing. And it's just long stretches of nothing from him. Matt Ryan didn't play a particularly great game either. This game was pretty bad on both sides offensively. Um, but then the real disappointing play. Uh, similar to Chase, actually, where he he, he fucked up a touchdown. Uh, Pitts, third and two. He runs a wheel, uh, gets open. Ryan drops it in uh, perfectly to him. And when the contact arrived, uh, he just dropped it. Would have been first and goal. Um, I think they were down two at that point in the game. Uh, they settle for the field goal, and, and Koo misses that, too. And they lose. And that's about it. Uh, at the end of the game, they threw a, Ryan threw a pick. Uh, he was the target, but it wasn't. Like he had no chance on it, and, and Gilmore had his first pick as, uh, as a Panther. But I don't know, just not really getting anything creative going with him. The the Panthers really focus in on him, and I don't – like that's just what teams got to do. I mean, Calvin Ridley is, you know, out indefinitely now uh, taking care of his business, and um, just take away Kyle Pitts. Say, like, hey, if anyone wants to – Ellis wants to step up and catch a football, be my guest, but don't – we're not going to let it be Kyle Pitts. I think that's just the way you're going to attack the Falcons from here on out, and – I don't think they're going to do a lot on offense if you do that. Um, yeah, I mean, Kyle Pitts is the only fun reason to watch the Falcons. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, looks like a hit. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Greg Newsome, who I thought played phenomenal against the Steelers. The Browns' defense played a good game. The Steelers obviously won because the Browns' offense couldn't do anything. But uh, Greg Newsome, it's just. He doesn't like what well, even he'll he I think 
not this past week, the week before, it was mm-hmm. one of his lesser games, but it wasn't like a bad, bad game or anything. But it's just, he is so technically sound. Like, he he's there. And Denzel, sorry, Denzel Ward was out in this game too. Uh, oh, and it, yeah, okay. And um, so it was Greedy Williams and Greg Newsom on the outside. And Newsom, like, played purely on the outside pretty much. Um, he just, he was all over, whether it be Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson generally. Um, he just no false steps, always mirroring perfectly, finding the ball. He had a nice pass breakup. I just, he is everything I think every, everyone seemed to think he was on draft Twitter, including us. So it, it's a nice hit for all of us. Yeah, he's like to a lesser extent Patrick Sertan, where he has not had a bad game. Um, he hasn't really given up anything big. Uh, he hasn't really made the flashy play, but he's just been really solid. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's good for the big time. Who's who do you got? Uh, not in the Big Ten, but okay. So usually looks like a hit. We'll do like a bigger guy that had a good week. Blah blah. blah. I'm gonna go with a deeper cut. Uh, I'm gonna go with Quincy Roche, who looked pretty good for the Giants and. Being this productive early as a six-round pick, number 216 in the draft, on his second team already, uh, pretty impressive. It wasn't like a, a I, massive game. Yeah, sorry. I mentioned him last week, didn't I, or two weeks ago? You or did. Something? Yeah, yeah. He, had a, he looked good against the Chiefs Monday night. You shouldn't have caught him. No, I was about to say that. And Especially after trading Melvin Ingram. Yeah, I know, right? Um, yeah, three tackles, a TFL uh, quarterback hit. I had him like 110th on my board. I was pretty high in Roche. Uh, I, I was a fan, so I'll toot my horn a little bit and... Uh, led the team with four pressures against the Chiefs. Uh, looked really solid against the run, I thought. I mean, Casey's running attack is, is nothing. I mean, Derek Gore got some stuff going, but looked pretty good. Um, and, and as a pass rusher, I had a few really nice reps. One, he just kind of dipped Nyang and uh, forced Mahomes to step up. And uh, another one, I think on the Leonard Williams sack, he was, he was kind of involved in the play too. Uh, so not like a big time, oh yeah, this guy's a stud, but he looks like the best like number two pass rusher that, that they've had in in the last few years you know like so far very early but potential there um yeah it's 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 fun watching him and these are play. yeah it is it really is uh looks like a miss i'm gonna go with elijah bear tucker um the jets offensive lineman because i think i was too low on him he played quite well against that Bengals front that i think uh, it's been great. Is been yeah, and he he was a big reason that Michael Carter had a huge game. He was consistently getting on linebackers. He was consi- like he looked good moving on, on pulls. He yeah, I don't know. And their offensive line, I thought that was the best game they've probably played as a whole. And I think he was the best of the group. And uh, that's a big part of why Mike White played so well. Uh, <laughs> the two like decent games, I think. I think they've only played two. Uh, the off the line for the Jets have played. AVT's been their best player in both. The, the London game, AVT was really good too. Um. Uh, yes. Okay, so this one, uh, I'm I I'm, I'm keeping myself out of the mud. This is more of a miss for the team than it is for me because it wasn't a miss for me. Uh, two two Atwell, and I mean the Rams are obviously rolling right now. Uh, it's hard to criticize anything they've done, but uh, this pick has looked about as ineffective as anyone could imagine. Um, and if you don't know, he injured his shoulder on a punt return this Sunday. Uh, his season is done, unfortunately. So uh, we can put the whole rookie year into perspective for him. Um, and to put that into perspective, and a little rookie bonus here, 
Ben Skoranek had three catches for 30 yards in this game. Didn't look bad at all. Uh, Tutu has zero catches on the year. He's played only 10 offensive snaps. Uh, he's fumbled once on a kick return. He averaged 17.4 yards per kick return. That's also worse than Ben Skoranek's averaged. Um, and 5.4 yards per punt return. Um, and I really don't mean to kick a guy when he's down, but injuries were obviously a concern before the draft because he is tiny. Um, they picked him 57th. And the Rams are very, very good, but they're not a perfect team. Um, there were players available that would have helped them way more, like someone we just mentioned, Creed Humphrey, who went a few picks later. And I think it also double looks silly because Van Jefferson is looking awesome right now too. Like, I don't know. It just seems like a complete it's, – it's hard to shit on right now, but it seems like a complete waste of a pick. Yeah, I spe- yeah, in just factoring how few picks they actually have. Yeah, and they just got rid of their next two day two picks. And they they got rid of Deshaun Jackson. And- yeah, that's even that's even more like they got rid of Deshaun and Tutu still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, something you shouldn't get rid of is sports stocks unless you're selling high, which you can do at Symbol. Because it's the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. More... More or less importantly, equal of important, Spotify Green Room. I blocked myself into that. Uh, where you can talk about anything from Maction to Fun Belt football and whatever else. Uh, but if I were you, I, I'd do a Maction Spotify Green Room where you could utilize the live audio only sports talk platform to talk about Khalil Pimpleton, who has two punt return touchdowns and receiving touchdown in the first half for Central Michigan. Uh, and you could also talk to all kinds of people in sports media, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's the best way to get in on the conversation. All you have to do is download the Spotify Green Room app, free in the iOS app store, crew a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Be notified when your favorite Green Room hosts go live. Okay, uh, just quickly, a couple needs to step it up. Uh, I thought Javante Williams was pretty mad against Washington football team. He's not really breaking very many tackles. Um, it's going to be hard for him to take that the the bulk of that timeshare from Melvin Gordon uh, without having like kind of a breakthrough performance. I thought Melvin Gordon outplayed him in this game. Um, he he looked better on the ground and he caught a touchdown. Uh, adding to that, I didn't think Eric Stokes had the best game against the Cardinals. No, agreed. He wasn't good. He he blew that one play so bad. Yeah, the, the nuke play that was that should have been a touchdown, but got lucky. Yeah, game. yeah. Uh, and Dan Moore, who I thought looked good against the run, uh, for the Steelers at left tackle, but no one's gonna look great against Miles Garrett. Um, I can't like I think Dan Moore is playing much better than I was expecting him to play overall. I kind of think his future is as a guard though. Yeah, and I think we felt like that coming into the drafts. Yeah, he like <laughs> he's looked good in the run game, uh, and he's getting better. Him and, and Gendrick Green both are getting better, but uh, I just don't think he has 
the athleticism or the feet to hang as a left tackle in a division that has the pass rushers that this one has. You know, going back um, to Javante Williams, uh, PFF has like been giving him credit this year, and they're saying he's like he's like third in force missed tackles. I don't really see it. I don't know where they're getting that from. I don't from. know. I don't trust P- PFF's very sporadic with some of their mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I saw I that earlier. I'm like, what are they know. watching? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, you know what I was watching sometimes a little bit? It was a terrible game. Uh, the Detroit Lions defense. And so I'm going to give you their two rookie IDLs, uh, Levi Onwuzuriki and Ali McNeil, who play 29 and 27 snaps respectively, so like in that 40-ish percent age range. But Nick Williams and John Piscini are playing more than them. But this is kind of like a little bit of an uptick for both, I believe. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, they got absolutely grounded and pounded for like 236 yards. Uh, and Unwish Ricky and McNeil have like shown nothing this year. Not really anything. And I liked both players. And you got to really expect them to step up and do something. Especially, you know, when you're getting grounded like this and McNeil was supposed to come in and be a good plug-and-play run defender. Um, not not great. Not great, man. Um, more defenders who struggled. Uh, Benjamin St. Juice, uh, the, the, the Washington football team's asking a lot for him for a guy yeah. who I thought was so raw coming out. Um, like, Tim Patrick was getting the best of him pretty consistently. He, they just, Washington seems to play him so far off. I don't think he has the foot speed to close when uh, a team like Denver's taking those underneath routes. And it was just, they're kind of like nickel and diming him when they go at him. Um, like, I, I, I've, you can see the potential. I just, they're yeah. asking too much of him, I think, right now. Like, because he's playing full-time starter snaps. Yeah, he's had his moments this year, but he's also had his bad moments. Yeah, which is going to happen with any rookie, especially a corner. But, I mean, it's just not a great situation where he has to be playing so many snaps. Uh, I totally agree. By the way, we're going to halftime. It's 31-21, Kent State. we got a great ball game. Well, Kent State's up now? Yeah, it's been a really good game. Mashin's the best. Uh, Northern Illinois just missed a field goal going to half, and I was not fully paying attention, but, like, it looked like it hit a wall in the air. It was very strange. Um, That's classic Maction. It's that Maction win for sure. Um, <laughs> I got to rewind and see what the fuck happened. My not ready to play is a guy who's been pretty good this year. Uh, Joe Tryon Shoyinka, who uh, only this is this is kind of my weird my weird thing here. He only played eight snaps on defense against against the Saints. Obviously in a losing effort. And um, with JPP going through injuries, they played him still a ton. Um, I thought it was strange how little he played. Um, Anthony Nelson played more than him. But, you know, you, you put that together and you got to wonder. Oh, they're showing Pimpleton's returns now. Uh, you got to wonder if they felt like he, he just he wasn't ready to play against that run heavy Saints attack. But in this one, they only ran the ball. Well, I shouldn't say only. I guess it's still a lot for the, for the NFL today. But 32 runs, but six were from quarterbacks. Uh, they threw it 39 times. So, like, I'm surprised they didn't adjust and, like, get them in there mid game on third downs. It's like, even if they weren't sure. But he definitely has been falling off a bit after starting starting the year pretty hot. Um, and yeah, it's Tampa. They have a lot of talent at edge, but that's a little little bit concerning, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, my best day three rookies have the same name and they play for the same team. The that Michael Carter sense. brothers. What? Uh, Michael Carter, the running back. This was his breakout game. Fifteen carries for seventy-seven yards. He was pretty consistently breaking first contact. Uh, 
and carried the passing game. Mike White, check down King. Um, 14 targets, 9 catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown. He was just the safety net all game. I think as much as people are talking about Mike White, I'm shocked that Michael Carter's not being talked about more for this Jets win because uh, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I thought like him and Elijah Moore, too, both did mm. a ton. Um, that speaks volumes, I think, for Zach Wilson, though, right? We didn't really get into this, but if you're the Jets, what are you thinking right now? Mike, what's the future? Drop Bailey Zappi. <laughs> just just run a double Western Kentucky quarterback backfield? Yes. yes. Uh, on the defense of Michael Carter, he's so feisty. He's like, he, he they're starting nickel at this point. Yeah. He had a great pass breakup in the end zone. He he flies down. He had a nice TFL. He just, I don't know, I love the energy he brings. He, he looks like a starting NFL nickel, and he looked good dealing with Tyler Boyd. He's been pretty good this year. Yeah, he has been. He's been, I think, one of the best low-key finds. Uh, you told everyone to draft anyone with Both. the same names. Yeah. Both. yeah. Uh, this is a guy you told everyone to draft, too, because uh, he came out of Coastal. This, it's not like he was a monster or anything, but I just wanted to point him out because he kind of came out of nowhere. He's another out of nowhere prospect. But uh, Taron Jackson, man, who had a sack, and it was – a really powerful, powerful spin move. It was on Holden when when Sewell went out, and it was slow as hell, but it put Holden like into the dirt. It was really fun to watch. It was like I don't know. It was like a, a building falling into another building. It was awesome. And then he kind of turned it on and, and closed down on Goff and, and forced a strip sack. So just kind of just to flash a little bit. That was impressive. I, I didn't mention Milton Williams anywhere, but. Uh, actually, wait, no, I do. Sorry, I totally lie. I'm going to mention Milton Williams. Such an idiot. <laughs> I end up putting him somewhere. But, yeah, no, I thought it was kind of nice to see that from Terry Jackson. Williams had a nice game, too, and I'll mention him in a second. Um, Best undrafted free agent rookies. How about Jarrett Patterson, your boy from Buffalo? Yeah. Ooh, it's hilarious. He plays so few snaps overall, but when he's on the field, he gets the carry. They, so he had 16 snaps. 11 of, of those 16 snaps, he had a carry. Uh, he's just a feisty little backup. He's mm-hmm. fighting for everything up the middle. Uh, I felt I had to put him. Also, how about fullback Tory Carter? He didn't play a ton of snaps for the Titans, but I watched him knock like three heads on like his eight snaps. <laughs> Love it. Uh, you know, I'm, you know me. I'm a carry blasting name Stan, so I, I don't like hearing that. But yeah, fair. Uh, I'll give you one guess who my best UDFA rookie is. AJ Parker. No, he was out this week. Jerry Jacobs, baby. <laughs> had to be one of them. I guess the wrong one. Uh, Philadelphia did not throw the ball much. Like They had 114 yards on 16 attempts. Like I said, twice. They ran the ball over 236 yards, and Gamewell wasn't the feature, which pissed me off big time. So that's really why I chose the game, and I really want to see Kenneth Gamewell run. But anyways, um, he didn't get any touch until the fucking fourth quarter. I was really angry. But anyways, Jerry Jacobs, uh, no, no catches allowed on one target, 18 snaps, had a tackle. He's pretty good, Rob. They they found something in Jerry Jacobs. I don't know if he's if he's you know a world beater or anything, but they got someone on the roster that that's gonna stick on the roster. Love it. I keep saying love it because I don't know what to say. You love it though. You do. You're I not do. lying. Uh, a couple of rookies who flashed. Pat Fryermuth had a great touchdown catch against the Browns. The the kind of double clutch in the back of the end zone. He looked good. He keeps looking good. I'm glad I they're getting him involved. I mentioned Elijah Moore. He you mentioned him. What last week or two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. 
He last week. Yeah. He, really in the second half, especially when the Jets needed to come back uh, against the Bengals, six targets, six catches, sixty-seven yards plus a four-yard rush. He was uh, he's just this him and Michael Carter were the safety nets. Um, he's putting him work out of the slot. Um, Zach Wilson fucking sucked. Right? Why why couldn't they have got them going earlier? Anyway, so let's not talk about that right now. <laughs> Dax Milne had a 22-yard catch, and I just wanted to say that. Also, Josh Palmer had a 24-yard touchdown. I thought Let's that was go. important for you, too, as the Brampton boys. Uh, uh, Rashawn Slater also played another very good game. It just, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you two pass rushers. Uh, first, a guy we haven't mentioned in a few weeks, but uh, came back had a nice game against the Finns. I mean, but who doesn't? Uh I didn't mention Liam Eikenberg, but he was also terrible again. Uh, Greg Russo, uh, four pressures, a couple quarterback hits, 21 pass rusher opportunities. Uh, look good, man. Russo's a good football player. He slowed down a little bit, but um, the Bills obviously have found something in him. And uh, to a lesser extent, this is one where like he didn't show up too big in the in the stat box, but I saw him keep flashing. Adi Ogundeji, who I think you mentioned last week, yep. uh, didn't have a tackle. Made a really nice play batting the ball down, though. Um on the first, I think it was the first play of the game, game that Chuba Hubbard fumbled to. Uh, Deion Jones made an awesome play. But Ogundeji also knifed down and kind of created the havoc in the backfield. Kind of doing that. Just getting the backfield a few times. I, I like him. He's a good football player. He's kind of already fallen into that role that I think we, we kind of hope for him, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, he he should be playing a ton for them. He should be. Bad. Yeah. Uh, I got a pair of linebackers for my out-of-nowhere rush. Lots of linebacker talk, yep. Yeah. So, Baron Browning, who had played four total defensive snaps in all the previous games to the Broncos, played 97% of the snaps and was <laughs> the, the, the had the, the green sticker as the play caller in the defense against Washington. Like, I they just that. fucking went from not using him to throwing him purely <laughs> into the fire. And he looked good. He looked good. Eight tackles in a TFL, but, like, just... You could you can see how twitchy and explosive he is. Like there's some things he needs to work on in coverage, for, but for sure, yeah. you you love to see him just immediately kind of embrace playing this, especially when you compare it to what happened with Jamin Davis this week on yeah. the other side of this yeah. game. So I thought that was really impressive, and it was kind of a similar thing with the Titans and Monty Rice. Monty Rice had right. played 17 defensive snaps in the previous games, played 68 percent against the Colts. Yeah, he had some struggles here and there, but. Like, they started him over Rashawn Evans. They started Monty Rice and David Long. And Monty Rice is kind of more of an old-school downhill thumper, Mm -hmm. and you saw him attacking. You saw him filling. He did some missed tackles, but him getting downhill in a hurry made a difference a handful of times. I thought both those guys kind of just getting thrown in the fire like that, I I thought they played above what I would have expected. I almost forgot about Monty Rice. Yeah, I know. Well, he, he he had played so, again, both of them had played so little. but I did not forget about Baron Browning. I was waiting for the Browning breakout game. I was ready love for it. it. Who's your nowhere? <laughs> you love everything. You know yeah. who else you love, Rob? Maxion. Match- Maxion. You know who didn't play in the MAC? Um, my second bad. hurricane of, of the game. I already mentioned him. Brevin Jordan, out of nowhere, getting his first play time on the year. Three catches, 41 yards, a touchdown. First play, they kind of just hit him on a screen. Just fun. I don't know. Get get Jordan on the screen right away. I'm like, okay, they got a they got an idea here. You know, there wasn't just a, a waste of a pick or anything. They got an idea. Picked up like nine yards, but not the first down uh, off their goal line. Um, their Titans have been so so bad. Like I already mentioned that you know that the other two plays he made earlier, the touchdown where he made 
you know, Mills kind of lofted it up there on the seam, 10 yards out, made a good contested catch, touchdown. Um, the Titans have been so bad. He, he impressed on the first action of the year for him. Uh, I want to see him get way more looks. I want to see him get way, way, way more looks. Uh, I'll give you another name. You know who's getting uh, five snaps, Rob? Who? Felipe Franks. And they all came as a wide receiver. And they ran him like jet motion. And they were being goofy as fuck with him. And I, if I see Felipe Franks in a football game, I have to mention him on that this podcast uh, by law. By law. Oh, I'm, I'm, I mean, Arkansas, I mean, we love the Razorbacks. Yep. He was at the Senior Bowl. He's the next Logan Thomas. What? What's not the love? Uh, okay, finally, start the Ruck. I'm going with, a, uh, I'm cheated for the second week in a row where I've just chosen a rookie who did start. I did the same thing. Well, actually, okay, I don't know if started, but yeah. It's perfect. Good. Uh, Larry <laughs> Borum, who, he started against the 49ers at right tackle, he 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 played against the Rams in Week One and then got hurt. He looked really he looked like the Bears' um, top just say at it. least a top just three say offensive lineman. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just he, say best. He, he 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 is better than Jason Peters right now. Nick Bosa and him like really went at it. I don't know. Borum's just got such hefty hands. Yeah, he does. Um, I I I think like he is clearly their starting right tackle. Uh, given what they have going forward, I think him and Tevin Jenkins are the future at tackle for the Bears. It feels, uh, I was so happy to see it. <laughs> it feels both like it was yesterday, but a thousand years ago that um, he played in Week One. But if I remember correctly, he looked pretty decent before getting hurt. Yeah, and he, and he's a guy I thought would kick inside a guard, but he's holding yep. up at right tackle. Yep. No, I agree with you. Um, yeah. So I mentioned him earlier by mistake. Milton Williams is my pick. Um, he actually played like a fair amount in this game. I think he got like 43 snaps. Uh, looked good. Looked good. Had his first career sack, if I'm correct. Um, just discarded off the block. Goff stepped up and he kind of just taught, got him very violent, violently discarding the, the, the guard there. Um, and I just want to see more of him. They have four tackles, uh, two TFLs. Just keep giving him this amount of snaps because they've kind of been mixing him in a little slowly. And uh, I just want to see more of him in, in non blowout situations. And, you know, just give me more Milton Williams. Give me more Mac AJ. That's it. Let's call it a night. Let's get to these phenomenal Mac games. And uh, we'll probably only talk about Mac prospects on our next episode anyway.